Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is... Good morning, Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another terribly fantastic episode of Good Morning, Liberty. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston, and across from me is the vapist Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, man? You know... Always starting with insults, huh? <laughs> I guess so. How are we supposed to have a, a good, terrible show as if this is I, the way it kicks off? I think it's going to be terribly good today. Yeah. We have a lot of different things to talk about. We got like five items on the list right now. The first two, I hope, don't take more than one minute. Uh, but we know how that goes. Yeah, it's going to yeah. take more like five, especially if we continue. See, the thing is, Nate has a whole show already in his head that he's mm-hmm. gone over probably four or five times in his head mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. we even do the show. Yeah. And then I haven't thought anything about it. No. Like not even. Not one single not thing. Not one thing. And you have, have no thought. Cl- you have no clue what we're talking I, about today. The only thing I know is the first story I saw right here that I pulled up and oh, read. that's actually the third story. See? Yeah. Yeah. I've and already got it all planned out right now. You have now. the whole thing planned and we're, the, this is yin and yang at work. It's, it's true. It's true. You know? And every time I insert my canny self. Mm-hmm. You know, Nate's like, oh, God, I didn't account for that. You know, th- I and said you could it, see the anxiety on his face. It should take a, a minute to go through the first two things. And we've now spent a minute talking about how we're going to probably take more than a minute to go f- mm-hmm. through the first two things. Did you account for that? I did not. So now my whole thing's thrown off. I was going to talk about the fact that we watched the Cowboys game last night, which no one really cares about. Except but for Cowboys fans. It's us. It's our life. And, Which, and, by the way, is about probably half the country. Yeah, it's Cowboys a lot of fans. people. Yeah. A lot of people out there. Yeah. They're still so, the number one football franchise. I even wore my Cowboys sombrero today. <laughs> if you can see on the uh, show, go to go to YouTube and watch the show or Rumble or Odyssey or wherever you consume your video content. There's you know, a link in the show notes, by the way. Something cool recently. Um, you've been practicing Spanish. See? Because you're going to Peru. Yeah next year so give give the people something no talk to costco no 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 yeah, yeah. no let's speak in spanish <laughs> no no hablo espanol no i'm not going to do that right okay. now i originally wanted to learn spanish i was telling you it's not just because i'm going to peru that was what really pushed me over the edge first off it's because of this invasion at the border i was like i need to be able to talk to the occupying forces as they uh, are roaming about town and all that. The live group is going off in Spanish right now. (laughs) I love it. Secondly, 
Um, I, we watched a lot of videos of that Javier Mille guy, and I was like, well, if I learn some Spanish, I'll probably be able to understand a little bit about what this guy's saying and not have to just read the whole time. Wouldn't yeah. it be cool if I could, if not only I read words, but I like felt the emotion at the time that he said the words. He seems like he speaks pretty fast, though. It, it is very fast. Is it Costco? Can you help us? Is that fast Spanish? I don't even know if it's Spanish, technically. I don't it know is. Yeah, they speak Spanish speak in Argentina. Argentina? Yeah. I don't know. Could it's be Spanish? something else. Who knows? I just figured I, they'd probably share, even if it was a different language, you would share a little bit. But anyhow, I'm going to I'm gonna learn. I'm going to do it. I've set out to do it, and I'm going to do it. All right? The live group just said that. in Spanish. I don't. Can I say this out loud? Are you going to put this on the radio? No. Okay. In Spanish, someone just said that I was Costco's favorite faggot. <laughs> You kind of just said that word, and I know that you were I spaced you were referring either to one of two things, either a bassoon and sheet music or to a cigarette. Exactly. In, in France. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mixed my French and Spanish. Yeah, those Spanglish. are the two things. So that was actually mm-hmm. the first word I learned when I was going through the thing. So <laughs> no, it is kind of funny. I'm using du- Duolingo. I'm using the Duolingo app so I can get made fun of later on when I try to speak Spanish. And they throw in, I'm not going to call it woke. But they throw in these little things, like I was learning how to ask for a dress, and they give you like a character that's asking for a dress, and in this case, it was a little boy. And so, <laughs> un niño that was asking yeah. for this dress, or someone was introducing their girlfriend to their family. It was a their daughter introducing her girlfriend to their family, and the family being very accepting and stuff, and it's just, that's fine. That's all fine. Just gay. It's just <laughs> refer to previous words. Yeah. So let's go through. <laughs> now, here we are five minutes into the show and we haven't even spoken about. But you know, we've had a good time, Nate. <laughs> it has been. All right. Has been fun. We've yeah. Had a abuela, good time. Yeah, and Abuelo, I think it was actually Abuelo, pretty sure, that was cool with the uh, girlfriend and the app. I don't know if uh, it looks like we've... Uh, We've gone through the same app. Abuelix. <laughs> That's what it was. You know, I haven't come across any X's in the uh, in the app so far. No, no one's putting X at yeah. the end. Mm. But anyway. But by the time May rolls around, you're going to be pretty you're going to be pretty fluent. I hope. I hope yeah. so. You know, you could probably practice with Costco, I bet. That'd I be, could. Yeah. I could do that. We'll see. Oh. You see, as I try to think about something to say back in Spanish, I'm I'm freezing. I'm choking yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Okay. Let's look at the two uh, headline news real fast for you. A couple of headline news items. The uh, house. Oh, you're done with Spanish now? So you hate Spanish people. <laughs> That's what it is. Is that? I'm racist. All right. You want to do the rest of this podcast in English Let's then? Let's do the important part of the podcast. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Um, the House just had their first vote for speaker. This is just a clip from that. And it was one that I saw live. And I was like, I bet that's going to be on Twitter here pretty soon because someone got caught on a hot mic. Uh, calling someone a dumbass after they voted for Kevin McCarthy. Uh, But anyway, Jim Jordan did not win. 20 Republicans voted either for Scalise or McCarthy or for someone else or for no one present, something like that. Uh, So they're going to be going on to who knows how many votes. Out of the options, I would prefer Jim Jordan out of the, the current options that people... I would prefer Thomas Massey or I prefer for them to just never pick a speaker and not do anything ever again. I think that that would, maybe we're getting our wishes right now. They just can't do anything. 
which is kind of funny. They can't even issue like a statement condemning Hamas and support for Israel because the House Speaker has to do something about that, you know? Anyway. I agree. I think Jim Jordan would be would be better than some of the other options. But, All right, uh, on to the next. It, no, no, it's sorry. I want to play the... Um, that was one minute. No, no. We got 22 seconds of a video during the oh. vote real quick. Jordan. Auchincloss. Jeffries. Jeffries. Babin. Jordan. Bacon. McCarthy. McCarthy. Dumbass. Jordan. <laughs> Anyhow, that I thought it was, was pretty good. That was pretty funny. That was actually Brian Kilmeade, I'm pretty sure, from uh, from Fox News that, that did that. Uh, the other... Headline news item, Awick Bawin is apparently going to get charged mm. again, or they're going to the grand jury, and they're going to try to charge him with involuntary manslaughter. So we will uh, we'll see what happens. Not sure. Do you think he did it on purpose or just on accident? I don't know. I mean, you treat every gun as if it's loaded, yeah. but I've never been on a movie set before, so I don't know. Now, this is actual and bringing involuntary manslaughter charges against... Eric Ballrin. As far as I know, typically in movie shoots, mm. they have blanks, right? Because they still want the gunpowder. Mm -hmm. Like they want the flame coming out if they can. Of course, they CGI it as well. But you have blanks where you, you know, you fire the gunpowder, but there's no projectile. Mm. Um, I, I have no idea. In this case, it appears that it was a an actual round in the, in oh. the chamber, you know. Yeah, the person died. Someone died. So yeah. I don't think it was a blank. It was a real no. one. Now, even if it was, even if, you know, it wasn't his fault, he thought that it was a blink in the gun. He did, in fact, point a gun at someone and shoot them and they died. And they point guns at people and shoot them all the time in movies. So is there a different realm where if you are filming a movie of something that is fake, that you live outside of the justice system? Because, like, if I thought that there was a blank in the gun right now and I pointed it at you and I shot it and there was a real one and you died... What do, you, what do you think would happen? I'd probably get charged with something, wouldn't I? If it was just me and you, yeah, probably. Pretty sure. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how what this if, plays can out. Can you solve this in a libertarian way? Like, can everybody sign a contract saying we're participating in a dangerous stunt that, and getting paid for it? And that is kind of and what they do. if something happens, yeah. like, no one's liable? Like, I get it. You know, they have the gun on set. It's supposed to be, uh, supposed to be a blank in the gun. And so, I... I'm sure that is in a contract. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see I mean, if they get anything. This is going to a grand jury. The truth of gun safety is you should never point a gun at anyone ever shouldn't. unless you until, intend to potentially kill them. What if you're getting paid a lot of money for the movie? I don't, that's, 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 yeah. that's what's tough about this because obviously we like to watch movies where people shoot each other. Yeah. You know, that's supposed to be fake. <laughs> Those are some of my favorite ones. They just were trying to make this look real realistic. You know? Did they continue I, I filming they, as the guy died? I'm not sure. Or the girl? I'm sure it's going to be a great shot, you know? <laughs> okay, let's move on. That was way more than one minute, Charlie. I tried. Ten and a half minutes. I tried. For the first minute. To move along. Of content. Now, this is one I've been wanting to talk about for like a week. Remember, I keep being like, oh, there's a couple things here at the end. Mm -hmm. want to talk about these. Let's talk about a couple things the government's doing that's wrong, that doesn't have to do with war, and us not making fun of someone like Robert Reich or whatever. Uh, this article from Reason, Charles, if you want to 
do this one. I think it'd be, I'd never heard of these guys before, but I'm going to look at it. JSX, they've actually got a seasonal flight like during the summer from Nashville to Destin. Oh, that's and cool. since I basically vacation there every other week during the summer, I think I'm going to look at that. Yeah. It's a semi-private airline. You know, they got, I think, 30 seats. Everybody's 30 seats, pretty yeah. comfortable mm -hmm. leg room. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, you know, right around a thousand bucks. 600. From Nashville to Destin? Uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Oh, that's not bad at all. No. Uh, airlines are asking the FF, FAA to FAA? The FAA, okay. the Federal Aviation Administration, to regulate competitor out of business. American Airlines, Southwest <laughs> Airlines, and largest union of pilots want the government to change regulations that allow a smaller competitor to operate. Now, the government would never try to regulate someone out of business because some of the bigger businesses in that industry are pressuring them to do so and pressuring them to write regulations yeah. that make it harder for competitors to compete against them. Of course not. The government has to have common sense regulations for the safety of the people, mm -hmm. right? And it's never big businesses that are getting the government to regulate the smaller ones so they just become bigger businesses. Yeah. That's it's not never the big insurance companies mm -mm. writing the healthcare law. Mm -mm. Yeah. Definitely, definitely doesn't happen. A recent survey by the travel site Expedia found that 55% of Americans find commercial flight, quote, more daunting than filing taxes or visiting the dentist. I visited the dentist this morning. Do you think that flying commercially is more daunting than the dentist or filing taxes? <sighs> Sometimes it I mean, can you, be. You fly yeah. a lot. Um, I think once you get good at flying, then it's... It's really not any more stressful. By that than you mean else. Like, like paying for the lounges and the pre-check. No, and like when you do it all the time and all that stuff. When you do it all the time and it's a routine. Okay. You know, you kind of things things pop up and you're like, well, that makes sense. You know, it just doesn't stress you out anymore. I do find it more daunting because I assume that I will die every time that I fly. Not those are the only times I've been wrong my whole life so far <laughs> that I can count, right? One smaller airline is thriving by giving customers a better experience at a price comparable to the major carriers. Naturally, the larger companies are petitioning the federal government to shut it down. Rather than big commercial jets flying out of major airports, the regional airline, JSX, flies smaller planes that look like private jets out of smaller private terminals. At the smaller terminals, terminals passengers walk right out onto the tarmac to board the plane and don't have to go through TSA checkpoints. Wonderful. That would be good. That's it's amazing that they haven't found anything crazy on these planes. I got straight up felt up on my mm. last flight to Denver. I forgot to tell you about that. Oh, he yeah? kept warning me. He was like, he's like, I'm sorry, I just gotta do it real quick. And he just kinda ran his finger around, <laughs> around the rim. <laughs> around you the, really want to see the video. Just the tip? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Wow. Did he pull your hair after that? <laughs> Did he take you into the back room? No, oh. no, didn't even give me his number. Hmm. In fact, JSX checks passengers against the TSA pre-check database ahead of time and brags that travelers can show up as little as 20 minutes before departure. This saves more than just time. Passengers on flights that require TSA checkpoints pay for them with a per-ticket fee. JSX fares run, uh, run from 300 to 800, roughly equivalent to a commercial flight and cheaper than a first-class ticket. Now, I'm pretty sure that's one way. You think? Yes, because I've looked into this before. Um, probably, uh, probably they're yeah. they're probably given one way. They're one numbers, way. more than mm -hmm. likely. Uh, JSX gets away with this by taking advantage of a loophole in FAA regulations. 
Flights with 30 or fewer passenger seats can be classified as public charters and therefore aren't subject to the same rules. I don't like the idea of calling that a loophole. I know this is from reason, but call it when the government doesn't do something to restrict you from operating. That's not a loophole. It's called freedom. That's just freedom. <laughs> All the other stuff is tyranny. Mm -hmm. This is not a loophole. That's just freedom. Yeah. Anyhow. The carrier won FAA approval to operate as a public charter in 2016. Its original fleet consisted of 37-seat passenger jets, from which it removed seven seats, meeting the FAA maximum and giving passengers extra legroom. Ticket prices include drinks, snacks, Wi-Fi, and check bags. Passengers are thrilled. Last year, JSX was the only regional airliner in the world to win a five-star rating from the American Passenger Experience Association. Shut it down! <laughs> Shut it down! Just remember, the, the, these regulations... too much award! These regulations are for the people. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta, you gotta make sure these companies don't get too big and take advantage of their customers. Give too much of experience. They're gonna give them terrible service. Mm. You know, the, the seats are getting smaller and smaller, and you got no leg room. And now here's an airline right here where they rate it five stars. And they might just go ahead and regu regulate it out of business. Yeah. They're too good. Yeah. They've been winning top honors for the third year in a row. A Forbes contributor called JSX flights a new, simple, and wonderful solution to air travel woes. But not everybody is pleased. In May, American Airlines asked the DOT, the Department of Transportation, to provide regulatory clarity, charging that JSX's business model degrades our nation's aviation system and distorts competition. What does that even mean? Well, how do the whole entire aviation system as a whole in America has been degraded. Like there's a plane <laughs> taking off from a smaller terminal and it's got people in it and they've never had a crash and the people are happier than every other airline. And American Airlines says that this is degrading our nation's aviation system. Yep. And it's distorting competition? What's distorting competition? Like they wanted you to only have the two airlines? And now there's three, which has distorted everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know there's more than that. Look, just, all American Airlines or Southwest has to do is just create your own version of this. Like, I don't understand why you couldn't just get some smaller planes, only put 30 seats in it, and then do the same thing. There you go. They can compete against JSX. Exactly. Southwest uh, Airlines said that, quote, there needs to be one level of safety for anyone flying on a scheduled passenger carrier. Obviously, we've seen nothing in the news, but JSX planes going down. Falling out of the sky. Over and over and over. Breaking in half. <laughs> I know. Wings falling off. You, you remember know? when like 30 of their planes the at the Twin Towers? If you look up at the sky, you can see the passengers with their legs at the bottom of the plane trying to like make sure they yeah. keep the airspeed like going. Like the Flintstones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These are Flintstones. Or like they're riding the Batman ride at Six Flags. These are Flintstone <laughs> jets. Yeah. Um, and you don't, you, it's hard to see in this picture, but because the wings aren't as steady, you can see the passengers have their arm out the window. Mm -hmm. You know, you trying to keep that, you stick it out and you, that drag. You move your hand up and down to and make your hand, yeah. And the crew is trained and mm -hmm. how to help the yeah. passengers row, basically. It's air rowing. Yeah. But you just steady. You have to watch the video yeah. to get the full effect. Well, we can't tell us only, only the black passengers have to That's, do the air rowing yeah. down at the bottom of the exactly. plane. Exactly. And they're in the back. Mm -hmm. They're going to sit up in front. In the back and yeah. the bottom. The bottom back of the plane. Exactly. And then it's hard to tell in this picture too, but <laughs> <laughs> it's missing a couple wheels. And so when they go to land, um, 
you know, they basically the crash. Par- parachutes come out yeah. and they j- drop slowly, nose down to the ground. You're basically I saw a video paying six hundred dollars to die in an airplane. <laughs> it's a wonder they stay so in business. It's a safety thing. Yeah. <laughs> so serious. Yeah. Such a serious issue. Exactly. Um, look, the airline pilots association, these unions, who here's the mayor. This, about people. This is the main problem, by the way. You asked, why don't the other airlines just compete with JSX? Mm, yeah. The answer is they can't because of unions. Mm. That's why. Well, the largest pilot union accused J- JSX of abusing a loophole that should be closed in the best interest of safety. It's all about your safety. It always will be about your safety. Mm-hmm. When we try to restrict other people, it's about safety. In August, the FAA, the FAA, I just F-F- want to say FFA, but that's Future mm-hmm. Farmers of America, mm-hmm. which is a fine organization, but it's not the FAA, Mm-mm. which regulates air travel. Completely different. Well, they announced that it would consider changing the regulations that let JSX operate, declaring that it intends to initiate a rulemaking to address the safety risks. What safety risks are happening? <laughs> Can anyone list one? List one. What has someone died on a, on a, one of their flights? I don't even know if anyone's gotten sucked out the window on one of their flights. Like Southwest. Yeah, yeah. How many times have they crashed on the on the runway and ran off the end of it and caught fire? <sighs> how many how many crashes has American Airlines had? Too many. Or United or Southwest. Don't remind me. Ah. Oh. The major carrier's complaints are not persuasive. American uh, American may claim that JSX distorts competition, but there's nothing stopping American or any other airline, that's what we talked about, from doing the same thing, offering short hop flights on smaller planes that passengers can get to and from quickly. Yet the company prefers to complain that an upstart has found a way to eat into its market share without spending as much money as would be required to operate as a major carrier and see, this is what big businesses do eventually. Like they, they think it's unfair that these little guys are figuring out a way to try to eat at their market share. And rather than trying to compete, they want to use their power and influence because it's probably cheaper. Mm -hmm. It's cheaper to lobby, It's cheaper, cheaper to lobby and to get your friends and buddies who are regulator, who are regulators because they're all friends with each other. You know, you just call your buddy up, call Tom at the FAA. Mm-hmm, I know Tom, yeah. You're like, Tom, this is some bullshit, mm-hmm. you know? And Tom's like, well, we got a real safety issue here. That's bad safety problems. Yeah. And, and that's they, what we're going to talk about. The thing is, it's easy for them to do the math, too, because they can look at, okay, how many flights does JSX have? Well, how much do they charge per ticket? Well, this is how much money JSX is making. That should all be going to us. And therefore, if we can make sure that JSX doesn't exist, all these people still need to fly. So therefore, they're going to be going to our airlines. And so here's how much money we would make if they are gone. So here's how much money we can spend lobbying Congress to try and get them to change the regulations on JSX. Mm -hmm. Well, the pilots union doesn't like that JSX is exempted from regulations like the 1500 hour rule which says pilots and co-pilots must have at least that many hours of flight experience before they can fly commercially. It's not commercial. (laughs) This isn't a commercial plane. It's not. Plus regulations on how much downtime a pilot must have between flights. But Gary Leff of George Mason University's Mercatus Center, Mercatus? Mercatus, Mercatus. Mercatus, Mercatus. Yeah, tomato, tomato, Mm -hmm. potato, potato. Center, that whole, that's a long center. 
It is. Uh, points out that JSX has 30,000 hour captains mentoring sub 1500 hour co-pilots. And since they are largely one and two hour flights, the company's pilots mostly sleep in their own beds far better for fatigue than at nearly all major carriers. <laughs> so the, so the pilots get to go home yeah. to their own beds to their families. Short flight. Like they've been driving for Uber all day. Right. Only it was a plane. And the co-pilots may be sub 1500 hours, but they're flying with, you know, with 30,000 hour captains. They're flying with Captain Soli, basically. Mm -hmm. Same thing. You know? Mm -hmm. So why are they mad about that? If you had a guy who was sub 1500, wouldn't you want him flying with Soli? The union is mad because these pilots aren't, pilots aren't represented by the union and therefore the union can't take money out of these pilots' paychecks. Exactly. That's why they're mad. The CEO of JSX called the effort a brazen attempt to regulate JSX out of business and said that JSX has a flawless safety record and far exceeds applicable safety, security, and regulatory standards. He also told the Dallas Morning News that not once in our nine-year operating history has anyone at the TSA, FAA, or DOT ever raised any concern with the way in which we operate. It wasn't until our competitors started complaining. And, and now, now, now they have to the do FAA. a safety investigation. Now the FAA has a problem with it. Now TSA has a problem. Now DOT, DOT has a problem with it. All in an effort to protect you. Mm -hmm. For your safety. Yeah. You lowly <sighs> passengers who wouldn't know a thing. Let's move on to one more thing like government waste. And then we're going to talk about old melee, by the way, before oh, okay. we get out of here. The elections. In Spanish? Oh, no, no, no. The elections this weekend on Sunday. Mm. Mm. So we're going we're gonna to see fun. what happens. Uh, the federal government spent $3.3 billion on office furniture as their employees were working from home. So let's talk about a little government waste right fast. This adds up. According to a November 2022 survey, one-third of federal employees work entirely remotely, while 60% work, at at work a hybrid schedule. Most of the hybrid group go into the office one day per week and work remotely the other four days. So why then is the federal government still spending billions of dollars on office furniture? According to a new report by the government watchdog organization, OpenTheBooks.com, the federal government has spent $3.3 billion on office furniture since the beginning of the COVID pandemic. <laughs> the report found no material difference in the amount federal agencies collectively spent on office furniture between the years 2018 and 2022. In fact, the government spent considerably less in 2018 than in any of the subsequent four years. Now, why is that? Because they want their budgets. Because if you, if, you spend, if you spend less, then your budget can go down. Mm -hmm. Now, you would think that in a, in a time where people are working from home because of a pandemic, you'd be able to have a conversation with someone. Now, you could do this in a private business, but not at the government. You know, you don't spend the, you don't spend the money, so therefore the budget goes down. Well, you got a human being there that looks and says, well, they didn't spend the money on office furniture in 2021, so therefore they don't need a budget for this. Or he could say, well, everyone was forced to work from home, but that's going to change in the future. So it does mean that eventually someday in the future, they're going to need to buy office furniture again. And by the way, how much office furniture can you buy? I've been sitting in this chair for seven years. Yep. That's how because you have a... That's because you have a tyrannical CEO who won't buy you new chairs. Like how, how do you got? It's like the department. It's of, not in the budget. Every time Nate comes to me, I'm just saying. I just always go not in the budget. It's like the it's right? like the Pentagon. It's not like That's what I use every single time. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, hey, he's like, hey, Charlie, Charlie, how are you doing? I said not in the budget. Mm -hmm. I want to say homeless <laughs> sauce, but you know, it's well, fine. yeah. 
Um, you know, it's just they don't need to buy new stuff every single year. It's like the Pentagon needing to spend $800 billion every single year. Like, you didn't have anything from last year. It takes a whole other $800 billion to do it. It takes a whole other $3 billion for, for office furniture. You bought such crappy stuff last year that it all just fell apart this year. And you got to rebuy all of it again. Mm-hmm. I guess so. You remember, it was probably four or five years ago, mm-hmm. one of our first episodes, we covered how the Department of Veteran Affairs spent an exorbitant amount of money on this artwork oh, yeah. and different things. And then turns out some of the artwork wasn't even purchased and the money went into this person's pocket. <laughs> Probably some of Hunter Biden's artwork. I bet. And then uh, even at, at that, that person was just placed on leave. They, they got to keep their job. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm sure I they got a letter in their file though. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine just like taking $800,000 and then being like, you still have a job. <laughs> yeah. If you work for the government, that's how it works. A uh, July 2023 report by the Government Accountability Office surveyed the 24 federal agencies that occupy most of the federal government's buildings. It found that 17 of the 24 use an estimated average 25% or less of their headquarters buildings capacity in a three-week sample period across January, February, and March of this year, 2023. They used... 2023? A, they only used a quarter or less... Of their building's capacity. In fact, none of the agencies surveyed, which included the DOD, uh, Commerce, State, Justice, Homeland Security, and Treasury, among others, used more than half of their capacity in an average week. So they're all using either a half or less or a quarter or less. But the the GAO report notes that none of the surveyed agencies have returned to pre-pandemic staffing levels and have instead embraced the hybrid model. The situation presents a cost-saving opportunity, according to the report, as the federal government retains more space than it needs. In one example, despite only using around 9% of its office space, OpenTheBooks.com found that the Department of Agriculture spent almost $57 million on furniture between 2020 and 2022. For what? They're only using 9% of their office space. The General Services Administration. This is where those $1,200 coffee cups yeah, went. Which probably. manages uh, federally owned buildings, including, including the purchase of office furniture, also uses only around 9% of its total office space. That is the GSA, which also manages the purchases of office furniture, only uses 9% of their space, but it spent $308 million on furniture. Three, the, that's almost a Powerball ticket. The DOD, the DOD spent $1.2 billion on furniture, well, probably, that, probably bought it all from Afghanistan. That makes sense. Although it only uses 23% of the space at its administrative headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. Most, mm. <laughs> most federal headquarters are barely a quarter full on a given workday, and no major agency is at more than half capacity, Open the Books founder said. Yet for some reason, we've bankrolled billions of dollars in desk, chairs, couches, and more while employees clock in from their own living rooms. Now, are they actually buying desks, chairs, couches, and more? There may be. Or maybe there's some shell companies out there that sell Mm. furniture. I'd Mm. I'd like to take a look at the furniture, okay? Government furniture scandals are nothing new. In 2017, Department of Housing and Urban Development spent over $31,000 on a dining room set for Secretary Ben Carson's office. The HUD Inspector General later reported that it did not find sufficient evidence to substantiate allegations of misconduct. Of course. So the government investigated itself (laughs) Yeah, and was like, oh, we didn't see any evidence of any misconduct. 
West Virginia House of Delegates impeach members of the state's Supreme Court of Appeals over lavish spending of state funds. The justices reportedly spent more than $3 million on furnishings and renovations as the struggling state made tens of millions of dollars in budget cuts. One justice in particular spent over five hundred grand, including $28,000 on rugs. Another spent $32,000 on a blue suede sectional sofa. That they got from Memphis. And that is a, that's a nice sofa. Yeah. I just bought That's like a, a pretty nice sofa and it was way less than that. It looks like that sofa from that Charlie Murphy had that mm. or Rick James had. No, Charlie you. Murphy. It was well, Eddie this Murphy's. one probably repels stains. So when people like are but grinding, remember, that was a blue like suede couch. their feet in the couch. If you can picture it, it in your mind, it was blue suede. I don't remember that. I can't confirm. The old couch. Can't confirm. All right. Okay. Uh, so government waste, Could Charlie. Could you imagine spending 30 grand on a couch. Of other people's money. How do you sleep at night? How do you feel okay <sighs> doing that? This is money that was taken out of people's paychecks. And you're going to buy a $31,000 couch. And of course the Department of Defense is going to spend... That's $32,000. sectional sofa. And of course the DOD is going to spend $1.2 billion on furniture. They got an $880 billion budget. And they can't... They can't come under budget. Like they... They can't, because then someone would argue that they don't need $900 billion next year. Mm. Okay? And so that's why they keep doing it. That's this, your this money. This is folks. the kind of stuff that just make, like really makes me mad. It's, it's your money. And like the end, you know, what we talked about yesterday, like at what point are we complicit? At what point are we, do we say like enough is enough? You know? This couch is going to push me over the edge. For, well, they, they impeach that guy. For the, um, you know, for, for the American revolutionist, it was just a little bit of tea. Yeah, I mean, they spent more on office furniture than all of the taxation they were mad about back in that time. Yeah. Even inflation adjusted, I'm sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm. But we just, we just keep letting it go on. And all the while, we don't have any money. And <sighs> our cost of living just keeps going up. Okay, well, we think we have some corruption here, <clears throat> but look at this completely not corrupt prosecutor in Argentina. The least corrupt prosecutor. There's no conspiracy here whatsoever. This is not trying to prevent a free and fair election. Look at what's going on in Argentina, Charlie. All right, a prosecutor, a prosecutor launched a criminal case Friday against Argentina's frontrunner in this month's presidential elections, accusing Javier Mille of deliberately causing a drop in the Argentine currency when he encouraged citizens not to save in pesos. You're going to get a criminal case. Mille denounced the move as a political persecution just days ahead of the October 22 polling. President Alberto Fernandez had called for the investigation in a complaint. Is he running to? Um, and I don't think so. I think that there are two other people running against them. Pretty sure. Wednesday saying that the right wing populist, of course he's right wing candidate was trying to scare the public and that his actions were a severe affront to the democratic system backed by Russia. Probably <sighs> prosecutor Franco Picardi on Friday referred a criminal case to a federal judge going off Fernandez's accusation that claimed Mille and other candidates in his party's ticket we're inciting public fear, inciting public fear, a charge that carries possible prison terms of up to six years, 
Federal Judge Maria Servini will later decide whether there is enough evidence to indict. Miley is considered the front runner for the October 22nd election after rocking Argentina's political landscape when he unexpectedly received the most votes in August primaries that are widely seen as a massive poll of voter preferences. He pushed back against the criminal case Friday, characterizing the prosecutor as an ally of the government and saying that Picardi is persecuting the political option most voted by the Argentine people. Now, this this is clearly true, by the way. It's a completely ridiculous thing for them to bring charges against him on. I mean, being out there saying that you shouldn't save in pesos is just common sense. Like, that's him giving people sound financial advice. Their annual inflation rate uh, as of uh, September of this year was 124%. Right? We got a bad year. And we freaked out when it was 9.1% last <laughs> year, and that was bad but they have 124% inflation. He says, don't trust the peso. Don't save your money in pesos. Imagine 124, it's 12% month over month for the inflation. And you just put money in the bank account to save it. And you're losing 12% month over month. And this guy says, yeah, don't save money in pesos. As put it Bailey in something said, else. don't save it in yen either. No. Yeah. At this point, US dollar is better if you want to save money, you know? Or maybe gold, or maybe maybe even Bitcoin, or mm. something like that. But to t- to say that this is criminal for him to tell people that their currency is in bad shape, while you have a hundred twenty four percent inflation rate, this this is clearly a political mm. persecution. Like they call him the Trump of our because he's a populist, you know, and I guess right wing, you could say. But he's actually getting persecuted here because the election's coming up this weekend. Yeah. In a post on social media, Mele added, quote, nothing will, he said this in Spanish, but translated to English here, quote, nothing will prevent the beating we're going to give them at the polls. In a news conference earlier this week, Mele said those who criticized him were trying to, quote, tarnish the electoral process or even forcibly ban the most popular political force because they know we're just a few points away from winning. In his initial complaint, Fernandez cited a radio interview Monday in which Mele recommended that Argentines not renew fixed rate deposits in the local currency, saying the peso, quote, peso is the currency issued by the Argentine politician, and therefore it is not worth crap. I love how blunt he is about things. Mm -hmm. We don't have to keep going unless you just want to keep going. But um, I'm excited to see this election just to, so we can talk about it. We could talk about libertarianism. Do I think it's going to go amazingly? Eh. Well, let's just read some of this go real ahead. quick, just so you guys know. Um, the so-called, let's see, many of Miele's rivals blamed him for a sharp depreciation of the peso, which lost 10% of its value over the past week. The so-called blue rate, as the informal exchange rate is known, reached as high as 1,050 pesos to the U.S. dollar. One dollar equals a thousand pesos, a sharp increase from the 880 pesos the previous week. It later moderated that increase and ended the week around 980 pesos to the dollar. Now, a politician could go have a good time in Argentina, probably. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. A few bucks. A politician is not going to cause a steep drop in the value of the currency unless the currency itself is just complete fugazi. Fugazi. Mm -hmm. We have politicians all over the U.S., very popular radio personalities, tons of people in the U.S. talking about dumping the U.S. dollar, you know, getting rid of it. They're not getting prosecuted for that, luckily. But the dollar has actually been 
strengthening versus uh, many of the other currencies that are out there. And it's strengthening because it is stronger than the peso. If you can attack the peso as a politician and try to tie a 10% drop over a week to him, then you got a really, really bad, shaky currency. And they should be focusing on how they can strengthen it instead of trying to quell speech against their currency. Because mm. that shouldn't be the strength of the currency. It should be the actual backing of the currency. Like, stop printing more pesos or whatever they're doing over there. Argentina's red-hot inflation, <laughs> which is running at around 140% per year. Mm. 140%. I don't know what month that is. I just saw from Reuters 124% in September. So maybe it's October. I don't know. Jesus. That's bad. Mm. But you should keep saving in the peso, Charlie. Yeah. Right? Yep. You should pinch them together, actually. <laughs> yeah, rub them together. Yeah. And then that maybe they'll have a baby. <laughs> there you go. And then you can spend your baby pesos. <laughs> I think this weekend is going to be exciting. Um, I was excited when I went to Mexico and I got like 21 pesos per dollar. It's pretty awesome. Is it good? I had a great time. How's it going to be when I go to Peru? Even better. Yeah. They don't have the peso there. They, what does Peru have? I can't remember. It's like 40 to, last one, when I was there, it was like 40 to one, mm -hmm. I think. Might be more than that now. Does that mean things are 40 times more expensive? No. Or no? No. It's like kind well, of. Well, if they know you're a tourist, they hike the price up. Mm -hmm. But if you uh, call my friend David, I'll give him a call. Mm -hmm. I'll give you his WhatsApp number. You Soles, that's right. David? Yeah. Okay. David. But David, yeah. <laughs> okay, I think the election is going to be pretty cool. Agravia. It, it's looking like this guy David is, Agravia. It looks like this guy's going to win. Um, I had a good conversation with uh, someone, a uh, political scientist from Argentina like a month ago or whenever it was. And, um, you know, had some good things to say, but also I have to remember that this is a populist movement. And the question really is, are the people that are supporting Melee actually libertarians? Because if they're actually libertarians, like they believe it to their core, that's who they are, then this could go quite well. But if they're actually just mad at someone, if they're mad at the government, and they found the guy who's speaking out against the government, and so therefore they're following him, then it might not go so well. Because a transition, like the transition he's talking about doing, takes more than one administration to do it. It takes time to do this. And there's going to be some bumpy roads ahead when you make that trans even worse than what they're going through right now. When you make this transition, getting rid of all the agencies he's talking about getting rid of and all that. It's a, it's tough to change. And if you, if there's people that are receiving welfare and you're a libertarian, and so you're going to start maybe cutting away some of the welfare state, well, you could end up making people mad. If they're libertarians, they're not going to get mad and vote against you. But if they're just following a populist movement and they're mad at the government, then they could just get mad and you could be out of office faster than you you normally would be. So what are you looking up right now? You're researching something. It's four to one. How about that? <laughs> four to one. Yeah. That's not so good. The, the, the Sol no, the Solace is doing pretty well. Mm. I mean, it's not good for me no. going to Peru. I wanted it to be, I wanted them to be in worse condition. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Let's okay. see how many, what's the Mexican peso right now for $1? It's in about 18, so yeah. Okay. And then, uh, yeah. What was it, 1,000 to 1 in Argentina, they said? 
Oh God, let's see. Is that what, what it was? The, let's see what the Argentine one dollar was. I think it was the argument they were the making. Argentine peso. Let's do one dollar for U.S. Mm, right here it says three hundred and fifty. Mm. That could be their fake numbers they're throwing mm -hmm. out there. You know, this is data from XE currency converter. Mm. Okay, so. Maybe that's wrong because in the article we just read it was it finished at nine hundred and eighty hmm. <clears throat> Argentine pesos. Well, maybe to it's the American dollar. Maybe it's doing better now that they've opened up this prosecution. Everyone realized how strong the peso was. <laughs> so exactly solved the problem. Yep. All right, let's go. <clears throat> but of course, you know, attack <clears throat> attack your opponents where you can. Mm -hmm. You know, get and rid these, of free speech when when you can and instead of fixing your freaking problems. Free democratic elections. You know, free and fair. That's exactly what they have down there. Yep. All right, y'all. If you hated today's episode, thank you for hating it. You're welcome. You're welcome. We do the best that Success. we can to record the worst show you've ever heard in your entire life. And so that way we lose as many listeners as possible. I think we did that today. We get a lot of new ones and I hope that they only listen to one. Then they leave us a really bad review and then they never check us out again. That's sincere. Mm -hmm. He really means that. And that way we can just quit sooner because like right now we're just going to keep going. Yeah. Who would want to do that? If, eventually, if everyone stops listening, there'd be no reason yeah. to record. Please don't tell anyone That's, about this. Tell no okay. one. We do, want you to wait until it's too late. Don't be part of the Fed Haters. You don't want to have fun anyway. So don't be part of the Fed Haters Club. Why would you want to joke around with a bunch of like-minded individuals mm -hmm. in a group where you can say anything that you want and bash the government and either bash me or Charlie and have a good time yeah. every single day of the week when we want to. You don't want to do that. It's terrible. Some people in the group even say the word faggot in Spanish. <laughs> they do. You didn't say that. Some people in the group do. Yeah, other people do. Yeah, I was just relaying the message. And so you don't want to be a part of that. No. At the Fed Haters Club, join gml.com. There's no reason why you would visit that website. I have to remember if I end up cutting this for the radio, <laughs> I, I do have to remember to go back and... Take care of this um, situation. Well, they here. say it in Spanish. I just had to translate yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. But what you... As far as I know, if you say the Spanish word, it's probably not as bad. No. Yeah. No, definitely not. Mm -mm. Even if you... Especially if you put an X at the end of it. And because you hate us, there's no reason to buy a t-shirt. Um, so don't even type in godhatesfeds.com. Okay? Don't even type it in. And if you don't do those things, then we won't be back again tomorrow. Until then, I hate you. Good morning, Liberty. <laughs>